This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns, and uh, I am fresh from the ranch. I am coated in nature and gunpowder, and I have a pile of bags, soft bags with shotguns and backpacks and a very, very light ammo bag uh, <laughs> at the moment. So if they, uh, the, the cops showed up and wanted to do a gunpowder residue test on you right now, you'd lose. Well, if it was, yeah, oh, yeah. No, if it was <laughs> if it was shotgun shells, I'd be screwed. Uh, there's, there's uh, I think we went through, let's see, 10 boxes of 12-gauge, 3 boxes of 20, and 2 boxes of 410. You know, for, for all those CSI shows, I'm waiting for one of them to happen in, uh, in in like the Dallas area or something of that near San Antonio or whatever. Have somebody go, uh, he failed the gunshot residue test and have somebody just look at them and go, it's Texas. <laughs> all of them will fail gunshot residue test. Uh, it's kind of true, though. Uh, there's there's a lot of of people out there shooting right now now of course it's rolling into fall so it's there's all kinds of of hunting going on there's there's all got deer seasons coming up i mean it's it's on right now in texas and uh, it was a, a really good friend of ours uh his uh significant other's birthday today and she had never shot shotguns and we're like well we gotta no, fix that we have to fix that yeah we gotta no, fix that and uh luckily you know, because it breaks one of two ways. Normally, one way over the other. Uh, normally, girls like pick up a shotgun, and you know they have some dude fumble fucking through, explaining to her how this works and how they think she should do it and all that. But once again, this is Texas. Yeah, and uh, she winds up mangling it and just not having a good time. And you know, there's like, I told you to do this. I did. I tried. You know, whatever. And it just doesn't go well. That did not happen today. She was totally into it. She hit her second shot and then started started shooting about 60-70% and continued that. Yeah, continued that way no matter what she touched through the the entire day. Now she preferred I, a 20 gauge. I don't think but, I could do that. You know, it was it was impressive. She she is a natural shot and once she figured I'm like, look, you you know, women are really good at tracking moving objects what you need to do is just make sure the the as you swing the gun through or swing the barrel through the target go a little bit in front where the of the direction the clay is moving and pull trigger picture a toddler with you've got a shoe in your hand running from <laughs> yeah i uh, i'll stay away from that analogy but yes it's like uh but there's there's it's it, once it made sense to her it clicked with her and she's like oh and then, bang, you know, just just shattered it. Well, well, that's easy. And I'm like, yes, it can be, you know. And uh, <laughs> she didn't like the 12 gauge was a little too much for her. She's a good sized girl. I mean, she's probably about five eight, five nine. But the 12 gauge was still a little. She didn't like it as much. I moved her down to a 20. She shot that all day, and uh, uh, even shot with the 410 and hit with it. I mean, she's shooting clays with a 410. And busting them. So 
it's like, well, you can shoot clays. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're busting them with a 410, you can shoot clays. And uh, she was just delighted with it, and we had a great time, and and everybody was out there just uh, just having a ball. So we uh we did that for four or five hours, whatever it was, and I am beat. Well, yeah, but it's the good kind of beat. Oh, it is. It don't get me wrong, I'm happy. Uh, the uh, yesterday though, uh, my. Father, uh, Bonnie and I got to take out, I did purchase, if you guys are, uh, or trade for, if you guys follow the show a little bit, uh, you will know that last time I was talking about uh, trading for a Benelli Nova, I did do that. and uh, I'd have been disappointed in you if you had. And it arrived earlier last week, and I, this is the first occasion I had to shoot it was as this cast is being recorded yesterday, Saturday, and it was different than I thought. But excellent. I was really surprised. Uh, there's Well, what were you expecting? I was expecting. Now, here's our our expectation, Bona and I's expectation. We have shot uh, several, quote-unquote, black guns uh, in shotgun format, several pump-action black guns. And they suffer from one of a couple of problems, sometimes more than one. Uh, one, they're very front-heavy because the synthetic stock is very light. So they feel fat on front, and they feel slow. This did not do that. Uh, another problem that uh, often black guns and shotgun formats suffer is they feel very rear-end heavy. So maybe it's a, a glass-filled uh, solid synthetic stock or very thick synth- synthetic stock, and it feels ass-heavy. So so one way or the other, whether it be forward-end or back-end, it's... it's... It's not balanced. It's well, not balanced for at least for for clay shooting and sports shooting. It's really a lot of the black guns are not balanced for that. They feel either front or back heavy, and it's not right. Uh, another thing is a lot of times they can feel chintzy. Uh, they're and and well, kind but, of I don't know uh, clunky to work the actions. Well, the, on. the moment you get used to solid wood, though. Anything polymer is going to feel comparatively chintzy. Oh, and it's bad. Uh, both he and I have beautiful Wingmaster 870s. Mine has a presentation-grade set of stocks on it and a cuts compensator, and they've all been loved. They've both been lovingly restored, and they are beautiful to behold, beautiful to shoot, and quite honestly as good as pump-action shotguns get. Now, that's what we're comparing it to. So that's the bar, and it's rather unfair. But it's a Benelli. You know what? I will say this. This today, or yesterday, it earned it. It absolutely did. It it ran flawless. We put probably 150 shells through it in rapid succession. We didn't even shoot anything else. We were both just rolling back and forth between it, and... It was reliable, but uh, but the the thing that surprised us is it felt like a Woodstock shotgun. Not not the actual feel of it, of course that's not right, but it swung like we thought it should. It um, the action is very long. Uh, it's a very long action because it's got a three and a half inch tube. 
right? Uh, you can put a two and three quarter, three inch, or three and a half inch. I also was completely wrong, by the way, about the difference between the uh, Benelli Nova and the Benelli Supernova. The all both of them have three and a half inch tubes. Uh, this one uh, has uh, I got the twenty eight, not because I wanted it or, or would have wouldn't have selected it anyway. I would have. But uh, I got the 28-inch barrel and uh, a full choke set. The the grip on the foregrip is very uh, grippy. It's super grippy. And I know it's it, meant to it shoot. your hands become wet. <laughs> you, you walked into that one. I, I did. I totally did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and... Very surprising to me that the the only thing that I could fault for the gun was honestly that it was a little on the heavy side. But that's it. I mean, that's that's all we kept going. Well, surely this has to be it. And uh, no, it wasn't a problem. And surely it's going to do this. Well, no, it didn't. It shot great. Well, crap, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it really did live up to the height hype. And, but, uh, the difference between the Nova and the supernova, uh, one, and I will tell you this, the supernova is a little bit heavier. It's about a half pound heavier uh, because of all the extra stuff in it. The yeah, but, but extra weight in a firearm is not always a bad thing. No. However, because this thing's reasonably heavy anyway, it got to be a little, kind of chunkster but uh the the biggest and main difference is the stocks uh, between a nova and a supernova the benelli nova uh are a little less wide uh and they actually don't come off the supernova has a replaceable stock it also has like these uh little uh chevrons uh, rubber chevrons that go uh kind of diagonally across the stock and a rubberized cheek pad on the supernova. So it's a little bit, uh, quote unquote, higher quality. Now, I hate those things because if you know anything about shooting in Texas, uh, the first thing that happens is the glue melts on those little rubber <laughs> chevrons and they fall off. Or they yeah, bubble. We don't typically have that problem here. Or, yeah, or they bubble or they just kind of flake off or they melt off or any number of things. So they don't work so good down here. Beretta has the same problem. I'm not picking on Benelli. Uh, the other is the trigger guard. The uh, Nova is kind of a small standard trigger guard, and the Supernova has one that's big and bigger to uh, put your fingers in with, like, gloves or something like that. Uh, the receiver has a little bit more curve and sway and design to it on the Supernova. The uh, Benelli Nova, or the Benelli Supernova, comes with a shim kit, so you can adjust the length of pull. The oh, Nova, that's cool. Yeah, the Nova, you get 14 inches, and... That's what you get. It doesn't do anything. You didn't want 14 inches. Don't buy the gun. The the stock and the receiver on the Nova come. It, it's all one piece. It's like over molded, um, specifically glass pack nylon and uh, some kind of uh, polymer that makes it heat and cold resistant and water resistant. The uh, the Supernova is more modular. That's about it. But those are the difference between the gun. They have the same action. It's it's a beautiful gun. I understand, and this is a hard row to hoe. I understand <laughs> it's it's four hundred bucks, right? And the Supernova's five. You can get a Wingmaster for five hundred, or could before Remington shut down. You can get a Wingmaster for five hundred bucks. So they were going up directly against the 
Mossberg 500 and the Remington 870, both kings of the pump-action 12-gauge shotgun. So having this, which was designed in the 90s versus those guns which were designed in the 40s and 70s, or 60s, I think, very different. The technology was different. It feels different, all that. But my God, can that thing bust clays. It's, well, it's a good thing. It swings fast. Well, the problem is, <laughs> now we get into the issue. Uh, likes it. Oh, yeah. He freaking <laughs> loved it. Well, the question then at, at that point is, is how married to it are you? Well, I'll tell you what I actually thought. And then I told him that. And he's went, you, I can't repeat the word. He called me. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, I could sell it to you now. And I, you know, cause I like it. I think it's pretty cool. It's, it's probably one of the cooler pump action shotguns I have. And it's, it's up there with my 870. It's really, really neat, but he really wants it. And I'm going to get it back when he dies anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll inherit it. It's fine. See, see, the thing is with that one is, is once again, if dad's got it, you still get to shoot it. And yeah. being the fact that it's not like necessarily like your, uh, what's the other Italian one you have? Why am I drawing a fab arm? Like, not like, unlike the fab arm, you're not going to sit watching cowboy movies stroking it. No. No, so, and it's not like a Henry or anything like exa- that. Exactly. It's, so, so dad can dad can keep that one at home if he wants, as long as he brings it with him when he comes out. Yeah, and that's kind of the the thing I got. I was like, okay, um, well, I just got it, and I do like it. He likes it a lot more, and he's a pump action guy. He loves pump action shotguns, and I normally kind of move towards an automatic. So, he's gonna buy it. I know he is. He's or trade me something. We haven't quite worked out a deal yet, but I know he's like, don't clean it. I want to clean it first. D- does he have anything that he that that you want? Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's always got something in the hole. You know, it's like, uh, hey, look here, I pulled this ace from my sleeve. Would you like to trade this? You know, yeah, it's uh, it's bad. So I uh, I was like, well, hmm. what does he have? Or, or are we not letting it out of the bag yet so that he doesn't get a chance to... Uh... Not yet, yeah. Not not yet, so he doesn't get a chance to react or know how much I want it. Because ah. uh, <laughs> I do. He's got a couple that he could go, do you want to trade this? And I go, uh, yeah. <laughs> Straight. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily want him to know that. But uh, I, I think he's going to wind up with it. I really do. It's a nice gun. It really is. It. I was very surprised and impressed. But uh, And we shot it pretty much all day yesterday, and it is just a trooper. Um, I mean, the the thing is almost indestructible. But uh, it, it, was a, it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed the hell out of it. It is a fantastic gun for the money. It is a Benelli. Uh, you can look at the quality of it and look and go, oh, yeah, no, this isn't like a, you know, like when you look at a Maverick 88, which is a $275 firearm, it yeah, technically it, it, does it, the it's, same thing. It's, it's Mossberg's budget brand. Right. It technically does the same thing that the Benelli Nova does. However, it is like saying that a Corolla technically does the same thing that a really tricked out 911 does 
<laughs> While that's true, <laughs> there are some major differences. Yes. And they uh, will both get you from point A to point B. Right. Well, I the funny comparison that I've got for that one uh, for the one afternoon I got to spend an hour or two in the gun store this uh, this past week was uh, the guy who it would just bought himself a Taurus G2C and nice gun. seeing it, it is a nice gun, but seeing his friend buy a, uh, a, a Glock, uh, didn't recognize that the case that came with the Glock comes with all Glocks. And he wanted to know why he got the plastic case while all he, <laughs> while all he got was a cardboard box. Because that's clock. <laughs> and my response to him was, "Is you did not buy a bad firearm by any stretch of the imagination, so don't take what I'm about to say. But there's a reason Taurus is referred to as a budget brand. Yeah, they don't they skip on the stuff you don't need. Yeah, so so if if you really want a hard case for it, that's fine. There's a big stack of them over there in the corner. They're ten bucks a piece. You're pick, welcome to buy one. Yeah, pick you out one. You know, if it makes you feel better. But at the same time. Yes, there's a reason why yours comes with a cardboard box when it costs you 250 bucks, versus his $600 Glock that comes with a nice hard case. I also may have sold the Security 9. Oh, okay. Are you <laughs> replacing it with something, or just decided somebody offered made an offer and you went fine? Actually, sort of, sort of that one. The uh, uh, the same young lady who learned to shoot today uh learned to shoot clays today uh we also took pistols and i took uh my nine millimeters and uh which of which i have two and uh shannon brought her walther and she didn't like the beretta it's too big for her hand even though she is makes, a taller ma girl it's ma makes sense i mean to be, be honest with you we have a 92f in the case at the store and I uh, drooled over it for a few moments and then put it in my hand and realized that it's a little bit too big for me. Yeah, it's it takes quite a grip to get that thing right. And I I love it. I think the Beretta Cheetah is going to be the perfect one for me, but I love the, the Beretta FS. So I, But what I consider the, the Beretta FS is what I consider my 9mm. If I had to pick one, that's it. And I'm like, well, you know, this Security 9 is cool. I like it. But she picked it up, and we had, because um, it's Halloween and they're cheap, we bought a bunch of, actually, my buddy Eric bought a bunch of pumpkins. And he put the pumpkins out there, and sh here, shoot at the pumpkins. <laughs> at, you know, we, we filled them with holes. Right. And at 12, 15 yards, you can take a pumpkin and chew it up with a 9mm. It's great. Super fun. So we got a couple of boxes and everything. She tried my Beretta. Did not like it at all. And I can't hold on to this. I feel like I'm going to drop it. it. It feels uncontrollable to me. I don't I, I don't like this. Hey, that's fair. That's fair comment. Anytime you, you say I don't like this and have valid reasons after it, like I feel like it's out of control and I can't hold on to it right, that gun's not for you. So we gave her Shannon's Walther, and she didn't like that either. And then uh, we gave her the Security 9, because it's the only other one we had. And I loaded it up for her, and she put 15. She has been kind of spotty and everything. She put 15 rounds downfield and hit the pumpkin at 15 yards 14 times. And I went, oh, well. That's a good one for you. You can shoot that. I'm like, does this feel Oh, yes, this is much better. 
And can I do another one? And it's the only one she asked to do again. And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, let me go load your magazine. And uh, I did. She popped that sucker in and then proceeded to do, you know, hit eight out of 10, you know, at 15 yards on a pumpkin. So when she hits eight out of 10 the second time and then proceeds to re have me reload the 15 round clip and then does the same kind of uh, stuff again at 15 yards. I'm like, okay, obviously you shoot this well and you're very comfortable. Oh yes. No, I, I want, I, I, I want to shoot this again. Like, okay. Yes. Cause they're looking, they're shopping for a nine millimeter. And if she can <laughs> use this one like that and she's already comfortable with it and it already it's it's dressed out like she wants it you know with the holster and everything and she's comfortable and everything like you know i uh, okay so here's uh, i i think i already kind of know where you're going with this cuz you already mentioned dressed out with the holster and all that so how does it go from you know you should get a security 9 to okay i guess you're going to get my security 9 well one i cannot I cannot stand people who, or I cannot stand for people who feel unsafe. And she was very nervous about a gun and, uh, because she had never owned one before and she had never, um, you know, thought about what that might be or what it might look like and everything. And she felt an immediate comfort with this. She felt a, uh, an immediate sense of security and that she could put rounds where she wanted them to. And I'm not in, I like it, but I'm not in love with it. Like the, the one I really, really want, as you know, is the cheetah. So yeah, immediately uh, that's what's going to happen. I know eventually I'm going to get rid of this security nine so that I can help fund a cheetah. So as long as I already have a buyer for it, why don't I just do that now? Cause it's obviously going to help her more. Like I got plenty of handguns. Uh, for home why don't i just take care of that problem now so i think that's what i'm going to do well that's nice of you well it's it's more self-serving than it might seem but because uh, it's like <laughs> and i'm that much closer to my cheetah uh, but it is it does make you feel good that that she she felt comfortable with it it was obvious she could freaking hit with it um, my God, you know, just right out of the box, she's never fired a nine millimeter before and like bing, 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 with it, you know, the, the, but that was the only gun there that she did that with, uh, that was in that caliber. And I'm like, okay, obviously you're comfortable with this format. So why don't we just take care of this for you? Uh, that, and if you have to buy a used gun, um, why not buy one that you're comfortable with? That isn't expensive, right? Oh, like, true. I mean, you don't need to go spend five, $600 on a Glock. This, if especially if this is reliable and works for you, and you like it, and she likes it more than I do, so I'm like, oh well, yeah, obviously here, let's let's just do that. Uh, so yeah, that one's gonna go. Uh, I shot the Fab Arm all weekend, and I gotta say, it's not my favorite uh, oh, automatic 12 gauge, <laughs> but my God, is it good! It is so good. Are, are are you leading up to the fact that it's getting sacrificed for something? I don't think I don't think yet. I don't think yet because there's nothing else I want. Like what can I get? Well, that's my po that was my point. I mean, I I, I know that you. Jeez, why am I drawing a blank on what the 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 Winchester? Yeah, the SX4. That is that is your honest to god favorite. I yeah. get it. Yeah, but, no, it is. You know, I. The, the fab arms. I'm sitting there going, what, what, I mean, what do what? you sacrifice that for? Yeah, what, no. Where do you go from there? Yeah, I don't think anywhere. Like, there, it's the 
best an Italian shotgun can be, arguably. Um, it is, it's fa- the, I'll, I'll tell you this, if it had a better recoil pad on it, which they make, FabArm does make a one inch recoil pad. You could put something on it. I know I could, but every time I go and you'll know what I'm talking about, but beyond, no, no, I, I'm going to cut you off because I'm going to, I have to ask a direct question on this one because Lord knows I've done it myself before. Are you just bored? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. No, I'm not bored, and I, I, I because I've, I, I really hadn't sh- I got a chance to shoot it because uh, by the time I got it uh, earlier this year, it, it was the hot season in Texas, and no one wants to go out and stand out in the field when it's 105 out and shoot clay. So I really only got to take it twice. Okay. So because I've done that before, where it's yeah. kind of like you know I've got something that's awesome, but I'm just bored, so. Yeah, I'm the Ruger the, it for something else. The security nines like that. That's exactly. I like it, but it's not what I really want. It works great. It does everything it's supposed to do. There's nothing wrong with the gun. It's not the gun's fault. I yeah, want something I've, else. I've sacrificed like really good guns, not just kind of like, oh, okay, it, it's it's an expensive thing. It's it's there, but I've had some good ones that I've sacrificed just because I was bored. H and K. <laughs> no, that was even dumber. But uh, <laughs> no, the, the, though I've got something now that that I think trumps it. At the time when I got rid of the three twenty X compact, that was because I was bored. I and wondered that was, about and that, that. I, and that. And that was and that was wrong. <laughs> See, I'm, I, I'm happy with where it is, where everything is now. But at the time. <laughs> That was kind of like, okay, this this is dumb, but I'm bored. See, I, I don't think I'm bored. I mean, and it's not that I, I want something else. Well, uh, the example I'll use is the, the two high-end pistols that I have. That, that, that will probably kind of show where we're commiserating here. I have the 6-hour 229 and the 6-hour 320 AXG. They are both fabulous firearms. Yeah, those, those are pretty nice, man. They really are. I do have one of the two of them that I prefer over the other. Similar to you with your Fab Arms and your um, Winchester. Right. But uh, it, there's no reason to sacrifice either of them because I'm not going to do any better. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, I can't even... Uh, now, I've asked several times because I noticed that Shields stopped carrying the version of the uh, SX4 Upland that I have with the stainless steel and the engraving and the the Cerakoted barrel and the walnut stock and everything. The one that I have, I'm like, wow, did you guys stop carrying that? And he goes, uh, no. And the guy, uh, you know, at the, the big box I was at was like, no, we didn't stop carrying it. They stopped making them. You can buy an SX4. But not in that version right now. They just, uh, we don't know if it's a permanent thing or whatever, but you, like, the stuff that is in the stores now is what they got. They're not making it anymore. I'm like, it's still on the website. He goes, yeah, but they're not making it anymore. I'm like, oh, crap. There's there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. And, I, and you don't know, right? You don't know if it's going to be a permanent thing or if they're just going to be like, well, we stopped making it and nobody cared and everybody's still buying this cool thing that's cheaper to make. Let's just do that, right? Because that seems to be kind of the mode right now with a lot of this stuff. Well, production demand is at such a level that yeah. they've got to they've got to pick and choose what it is that they can make right now. Yeah, and and it's and 
at, at a certain point, it's it's not really fair to judge them on it because they're making business decisions, and whatever else guns are, it's a business. So I totally get it. I just don't exactly know, like like even if I wanted to trade, or even if I got bored with the SX4 Upland, I'd never, I can't replace it. I really, I seriously can't replace that gun. They only made a couple of thousand of them, and they didn't sell particularly well because the the next step down, which was the regular SX4 that was Cerakoted all the way through and kind of a, a dark gray color with, with nice stocks on it and everything like that, was $150 cheaper. Same gun. So everybody naturally bought that. So, you know, it's real tough to point a finger at him and go, how dare you? Uh, so <laughs> I couldn't get rid of that. And the the Fab Arm, uh, all the stores around my area no longer sell Fab Arm because Fab Arm isn't shipping to the U.S. because they don't sell very well. So I couldn't replace that well, either. It, it, Fab Arm is a brand I didn't even know existed until you brought it up. <laughs> I'm sure they make a fine, wonderful firearm. They but... do. At the same time, uh, I didn't know that they were around. Not to say that there aren't plenty of brands out there that I didn't know about, but if it's not, it's not one of those ones that falls on the tip of your tongue. No, and it's kind of not, and it's it's a very specialized thing. There's no real reason other than the fact that you intentionally go out uh, and buy. It, it's sort of like that episode of Top Gear. And walk with me here for a second. The, the episode of Top Gear, and it's like, what do you do when you're a discerning millionaire? And you look around, and you don't want a Lamborghini <laughs> or a Ferrari or a Porsche or a Bugatti or something like that. Like, what what's available Yes, yes one of these. I saw a little snot out in front of the club with two of these. Two of these. It was a self-indulgent wiener. You know, like, what do you do when you're a discerning billionaire or millionaire, and you want one of these, but you don't want one of those, Right. Now you get a noble, a car designed in a man's shed and built in the fields of Scotland. That's that's kind of how Fab Arm is. It's not a Benelli. It's not a Beretta. It's not a Brownie. It's Fab Arm, and it's different, and it's exclusive. It even start with a B. No, it's exclusive, and it's and it's Italian, and it's sexy, and it's super high quality. And you can, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. It's one of those. <laughs> And I, what's that? If you didn't know, you can't afford it. You can't afford it, right? And everybody who sees it in person goes, "Oh wow, oh that's the expensive one, isn't it?" They haven't even seen. They just see it pull out of a case. They haven't even seen the name on it, and they went, "That's the expensive." You can tell it is that nice. It is that expensive. There's no reason for me to drag it out into a field and beat it up like I do and shoot clays with it. Uh, but that's kind of what we do. And I, I don't know, like what the hell else would I get? You know, like a, a, a a Beretta a 400 series. Eh, you know, it's actually cheaper than the one I have. And honestly, I don't like the Berettas as much. Uh, a Benelli. I hate the Benelli super sport. Uh, the ethos is not bad. I, I really like the ethos. But again, eighteen hundred dollar gun. Are you, what? What's the miracle? Like, what would I be trading for? Uh, honestly, do, do, if I were in your shoes, you know what I would be doing. Hmm. If I had the talent for it the way that you do, 
quite frankly, go back to buying pieces of shit and restoring them. Ah, yes. There's further news on that later. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> because I, I kind of had that uh, uh, that same thought. Cause I'm like, because uh, when we first started this podcast, I not only didn't have the money, I had no way forward to get my hands permanently on really nice, really expensive shotguns. I just didn't have the means. And I don't now either. The reason I have them now is because, one, I saved up gift cards. Uh, two, uh, like birth- every birthday and Christmas, just save it. Just save it, save it, save it, save it, save it. So you, you go in and buy a really expensive gun, and you start just tossing down gift cards. All of that one, and all of this one, and whatever's on here, and this one too. And suddenly you start whittling it down to something you can manage. And yeah, then, I, remember, I remember when you used to do that with game consoles at Best Buy. Yep, absolutely. And I, I do the same principle here. You know, just save it. Just save up for it and, and have it in a gift card so you're not tempted to spend it on bills or the monthly budget or something like that. It is, you know, this whatever you're going to get. And... I do that, and I also, and this is going to sound horrible, all right, so don't take it in the wrong way, but COVID really helped a lot. A global <laughs> pandemic <laughs> driving gun prices up astronomically, where even I, with broke-ass shotguns, could go in and trade a gun that I had purchased for less than $150, uh, spent some time restoring, fixing it up so that it was, uh, you know, maybe when I bought it, it was 40% out of 100. When I sold it, it was 80, 85% out of 100. And even then, um, I paid $150 for it, not counting my time or anything like that. And you get 380 out of it. You start to make some gains, right? You start to make some ground on doing a, a really expensive thing. And for this fab arm, I had gift cards and I traded in three other guns. <laughs> you, know? you know, if you were to go ahead and get the license to do um, gunsmithing and an FFL, you could do all the carving. Well, you, you'd have to set up the website first, but you could do all the carving. I'll sell this shit for you. You're the devil. <laughs> You know, I thought of that the other day, and I'm like, you know, I really wouldn't have to talk to anybody. Jake said he'd do it. I did. I'll do that part. All you got to do is all you, all you got to do is go to gun shows. Well, you'd have to do the initial setup because we've already figured out that you, I can't design a website, so that, that, you know that's just not going to happen. Um, but all you'd have to do is go to the gun shows, buy cheap shit, make it pretty and nice and workable, and we'll sell it. I, uh, you know, that's I honestly think that's going to be our retirement job. I really do. Cause I, and we're probably going to have to start it here pretty soon because I'm starting to see how this stuff really works. And honestly, the biggest margin I can find is in shotguns and rifles. Pistols, it, you don't make any margin on. You just can't it, fix them up. No, and the, and the worst part about it is, is you're also talking about the, 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 where you're going to get the best margins is with custom stuff of that nature, yeah. things that you've taken and added value to. Uh, a, a single firearm in and of itself does not have that much value as far as, as you said, margin and markup. But if you add the value to it, you make it look pretty. Something of that nature. Add something to it. Make it special. 
Yeah. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, oh, my God, that's not only the duck gun I've always wanted, but there's a big, beautiful mallard just carved and stained into the side of this thing. Or I've always wanted a shotgun with a stormtrooper helmet on it, whatever and anything in between. You know, take custom orders, all of that stuff. You know, it's funny because uh, the guy who I who wound up with the stormtrooper gun uh, is uh, his name's Eric. He's a, is a buddy of mine. He, uh, he brought it today when we were shooting, and it's a 1970. I think it's 72, 73. J.C. Higgins 12 gauge, and it's. Obviously, when I got it, it had been sitting in somebody's closet for 15 years. Uh, you could even see the marks on it where it was rubbing against the wall. Like, it was clear this thing hadn't been fired since, you know, the Clinton administration. And I'm like, mm, okay. So I redid it and did the Stormtrooper thing, reblued it. You know, I had to order one part and, and made it work and everything. And, of course, I promptly gave it to him for his birthday. And uh, he... As you do in Texas, and you have other things, he's, he's doing other stuff, and it was hot out, put it in a closet. And he brought it out today because he was so excited. This is the first real time he was going to get to shoot it. And it was cranky as hell. It did not want to eject. It was sticking left, right, and backwards. For for me, him, it just go, chunk, chunk, you know, it was fine. He had some kind of touch with it. I don't know. But uh, it, it was well, cranky. It's his gun now. Yeah, and it was cranky. And he still loves it. You know, and he's like, oh, this just needs to it just needs the action work. That's all it is, because the more we started using it, the less it started doing that. Right. And it just started working and, and everything was fine. And he'd run a full magazine through it and it didn't have any problems. And he but he loved it. And I love seeing people who this gun, like if I just showed you pictures of before and after, you wouldn't think it's the same gun. It's just it was horrifying. Oh, well, you you have shown me pictures. Oh, actually, yeah, you have seen them. <laughs> um, but 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 even then, take take a step further. You know, look at the market and custom grips. You want to talk about markup? Yeah, yeah, and and especially um, with because there's a lot of real estate on a shotgun or a rifle. So, uh, but but even then, even if you start talking about custom grips for people, you know, somebody buys a 1911, somebody buys a uh, CZ um, 75, somebody buys a Beretta um, uh, 92, uh, whatever it may be, any of these guns, you know, as much as you have a guy like me who takes the nice uh, wood grips off so that he can go out and shoot it with the the, the standard ones on. Dude, if if I had a pair of Rosewood Darth Vader grips for my AXG, it would make me one of the happiest guys on the face of the earth. <laughs> and you know what? And people, the people who make those things are charging a disgusting amount of money for something that's just your time. You're right. I mean, the the for the customization part of it, there's actually a lot of margin in that. Uh, and rightfully so, because people are like, no, I don't want it to look normal. I don't want it to look boring. I want this. Can you do this? Uh, well, yeah, I can do that. Good. I'll pay for that. I have money. Make it <laughs> make it like that. And there's, there's a market in that. You're right. Uh, but for the standard person who's just like, you know, I need a defense gun from home, Maverick 88, here we come. 
Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. No, and it's really not a lot of the gun buyers right now, or at least not a lot of the people that I'm I'm seeing, talking to, and interacting with. I mean, those people go to a big box and spend as you know, put it on a credit card and and go home and and put it in a box and never touch it again, and just feel safer that it's there. Uh, I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying that's right. I think you should learn how to use your firearm and practice with it and everything like that. But at least right now, that's a chunk of the market. Uh, you've experienced that yourself with uh, uh, working at the gun store. And then there's people like me who while who are doing a podcast while sitting next to the safe and just felt the need to reach in and grab a 6RP320 AXG and rub it with a nice uh, smooth cloth for a bit. He just rubs it for the diaper. He just rubs it with a diaper. He doesn't shoot it. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I'm staring at a picture. I, it's sitting in a bag right to my left, but I'm staring at a picture of my fab arm, my L45 or L4S. And, God, it's so pretty. Every time I see it, it's just so pretty. I can't. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that click. I understand. You know, I understand why people are into it. I understand why people will pay extra for it. I just don't know what I get. I, I have no clue. Like nothing stands out to me because I already have. I'm not. I'm in a weird situation after post pandemic. I have my dream shotguns, both of them. And and that's kind of where, uh, you know, I kind of dragged this, which was, yeah, you have your dream shotguns. I actually have, for the most part, though. I've got a couple of little things I'd like to run out there and find. We've talked about it, but I kind of have my dream pistols. So what do you do from here? And the only thing I can think of as I'm sitting here thinking about what the situation you're in is you've got what yours is. Start having fun with other people's. <laughs> you know, that's kind of valid. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of that, actually. I I love the I love helping people. I love helping people get where they want to go and, and do the guns that they they want. But more than anything else, I love restoring them. I love fixing them and and making them right again so that they're useful to somebody. Like they bring in trash and they leave with gold. That's kind of it's 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 a bit of a skewed analogy, but it's it's kind of what how I think about it. It's like I'll fix you. You know, I will look at this gun and I will fix you and somebody will want you. I'll find it's like a lost puppy. I'll find you a good home. I promise, you know. And I I can't shake it. I have been trying for a couple of years, and and um, the got to get, get back to the gun shows. Yeah, I mean honestly, that's that's kind of what it is. I mean, I was always striving to have a project gun, and then I was trying to find a way to get to my dream guns. Well, the pandemic found me a way. It it quadrupled the price of every firearm available. If you could get your hands on you could sell it for way more than it should be worth. And I fought that and fought that and fought it. And then when Shields was like, we'll pay you 75% of what we're going to put it on the wall for. And I went, "Uh Oh, (laughs) let's see. 75% is three times what I have in it. All righty (laughs) then. And at that point it's like, well, how high can I get? You know, how how shoot for the stars can I do? And when I got the Winchester SX-4, I thought that was the limit. And then uh, a couple of months later, I got the fab arm. And it was quite literally uh, uh, not only unexpected, but unbelievably surreal. 
Because I'm like, I shouldn't have this. <laughs> you look at it and go, I shouldn't have this. this. I can't believe they let me walk out of the store with it. I gave them plastic and a couple of old beaters, and they gave me this gun. I gave them like $175 of my own money. I walked out of here with a $2,000 gun. I kept feeling like like security was going to stop me at the door going, there's been a misunderstanding. Uh, <laughs> I, I really did. It's kind of like when you were younger and you were buying your first plasma TV. And even though you knew you had enough money on your credit card, you kept waiting for them to run it and go, yeah, it didn't take this. There's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I still wait for that to happen. Like I can still buy a gun on a card, which is how I normally buy them because I get points and stuff, and you know, it's I, I get like three percent cash back, and it's fine, right? It's it's how I figure that into the price of the gun, and I'm like half the tax is gone. That's great. Uh, it, it's you you still feel like you're going to get caught, you know? <laughs> oh, there's a there's they're going to have a problem with this. You know, there's 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 going to be something. I don't know what it is, but there's going to be something. And they're not. There's not. It's ridiculous. I mean, you're buying a three hundred dollar Ruger. It's not like you're trying to walk out of there with a twelve thousand dollar Blazer. Uh, it's it's not like nobody cares. And to me, it's just always like I look at the Fab Arm and I'm just like, I can't believe I have this. So no, it's not going anywhere. The part that drives me crazy is I don't. I mean, this Benelli thing was an interesting experiment, and it was fun. And I'm like, that was kind of cool, you know? Like, I, I got to see a new gun. Obana found something that was super cool, and he was into it, and it's a gun made in the 21st century, which is new for him. Uh, there's, That's great. I don't need that. <laughs> you know, I have the, the shotguns I want, so I, I don't know. I guess I'm waiting for the next thing to come out in shotguns. Now, pistols and rifles, different story. Uh, but I think you you might be right. I might have to just work on other people's stuff in order to uh, to see, you know, to get those gains and, and all that. Just go to gun shows and buy craptastic guns of the 60s, 70s, and 80s and fix them up. Because uh, people, and this is different uh, post-pandemic too, people are finding value in them. They find yeah. value in them now uh, that they didn't before. Well, and then you've already figured out that when you make them pretty you've added value to them even if all the person is going to do and i know you and i both consider this sacrilege is to put it on the wall just so people can walk by point at and go "Ooh, that looks cool um there somebody is going to have some value into it if you add that value if you make it pretty very true um now What's funny is, you know, the first thing I thought of when I was like, I'm going to add value to this and I'm going to make this unique and wonderful and everything is I put Star Wars all over it. You know, this perfectly nice, you know, uh, respectable J.C. Higgins hunting bird gun with a nice big compensator on it and everything. And I look at that and go, Star Wars. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's ridiculous and I probably ruined that gun. But the guy who's got it now loves it. He wouldn't have it any other way. He shows everybody who comes in anywhere close to it. Look at this. Do you see this? Look at this. This is a Stormtrooper shotgun. It's never going to hit anything in its life now, you know, because it's got Stormtroopers all over it. And he gets the joke. He gets it. So, I, I to me, I, I know there's more of those out there. I know that there's more value ads out there, and, and you can help some people do some really cool stuff. But for my personal collection slash arsenal slash you know dependent drug problem 
Uh, <laughs> I just, and you know what I'm talking about. You get the oh, fever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I I've got a couple of things that right now either I can't find or I can't afford from the places I can find them. You know, I've I've got a couple of places that if I buy from right now, I can buy at dealer cost. So even though I've been able to find what I'm looking for other places, it's at prices that I can't justify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so basically I can't find what I'm looking for at the places where I would actually purchase. Um, but at the same time, I keep coming to those places and seeing other things going, Oh, damn it. No, I'm not going to buy that. I'm waiting for what I want. No, 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 no. Yeah. 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 So I, it, it's, it's been close a couple of times. I I have a horrible time with it. It really it really is bad. I I look at stuff and go, "Well, that might be interesting." And then I you just, "No, I don't I don't need that. I don't need it." Yeah. There's I, I'm I I've got two things I would very much like to have right now, and we've talked about the Agent KP30 SK. Uh, I'd also like to have a CC75P1. Um, both of them are nice hammer fire firearms. Both of them are just things I'd like to have. I keep coming across other things going, well, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have figured you for the, 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 the P1. Uh, you know... It comes down to the fact that I have and am completely settled on my carry gun, and I am have and completely settled on my home defense gun. I have and am completely settled on the one I'm going to put on my hip if the if the world comes to an end. Now I'm just looking for things that are cool and fun to shoot. Maybe I mean, you know this actually the CZ75. I kind of want to uh, you know put some nice grips on that one and stuff like that the p30 is just one I really enjoyed shooting that I'm disappointed that I was scared of at the time and got rid of <laughs> other than that the only new things that really seem to be coming across is how many people now that the patents up are making gen 3 glock clones you know you've mentioned that a couple of times I mean do you uh, see it, a lot of those at the gun store I don't see a lot of them at the gun store because most of them are places like you know palmetto is making their own uh, Rock Island is making their own. Somebody else just came out with one, and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Um, but you've got a lot of people right now are just starting to, a lot of the, I won't go so far as to say budget firearm companies, but the companies that ha never really had a thing of their own that are kind of coming out and making Gen 3 Glock clones now that you can make them and you know, so, and there's one of two ways that everybody's going. You've either got somebody who is souping the hell out of them and uh, selling them for god-awful amounts of money, or you've got people who are budget firearming them. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, I mean, could even, see that. It, and even then, just for the people who just wanted a Gen 3 Glock, you know, Glock started making the Gen 3 Glocks again. You know, I saw one at the case uh, in in the local yeah, big box. They, it's they, a Gen they, three Glock by Glock, and I'm it, like, well, and it's what? and it's brand spanking new. They stopped yep. making the Gen fours. They're making the Gen threes and the Gen fives now. Why is that? Do you know? I uh, I think it's to compete with the people who are making the clones since the patents aren't there. I mean, the the Gen five is really truly honestly considered an upgrade from the Gen four, and the Gen four was not considered the the only thing that made the Gen four nicer than the Gen three for people like me was a slightly more customizable grip. Hmm. And if you want that, you buy the Gen 5. So really, and they probably it's probably cheaper to produce too. Y yeah. 
So yeah, it's it, see again, it comes down to a business decision, right? Like if you're, because the 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 stratosphere is kind of, I don't know, lengthened a little bit. At least it seems so to me, right? The expensive guns have gotten a little bit more expensive, but they're they were expensive to begin with, and they're still expensive now. The the lower to middle tier has kind of squeezed a little bit. You know, the the less expensive kind of quote unquote budget guns have gotten better in quality, but a little bit more expensive. And the mid tier guns have gotten really no better, but a little bit more expensive. And they just kind of evened out a little bit. So the playing field is like super nasty right in the middle. You know, in the in the three hundred fifty to six hundred dollar range, there's a lot of options, and all of them are good. Boy, it's it's got to be tough to to look around and just be like, well, what do I need? You know, what's important? Why do I need this one? Why do I need to spend this kind of money when I can get a Gen 3 clone from Rock Island? And I every Rock Island I've ever picked up and shot, not just picked up at like a gun show or something like that. Every Rock Island I've ever picked up and shot. I own a Rock Island. I uh, my my house uh, defense gun is a Rock Island 12 gauge pump action shotgun. I got it for 200 bucks. It came with two barrels, two stocks. Uh, I mean, it was in three chokes. It was phenomenal. It's still an excellent, excellent, excellent value. Uh, I have shotguns worth 10 times as much, but that's still my defense gun. Absolutely brilliant gun. Uh, made good economic sense. Didn't feel bad about buying it. Everybody who, who's seen it likes it. I, I It's got to be tough. Uh, if you're a firearms manufacturer and you're trying to make your way in this market, I mean, it's a great market, don't get me wrong. Uh, well, everything's uh, selling, but it's still got to be tough. And 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 we've talked about it before. The different micro compacts that have that have been coming out now, nothing has really blown my skirt up yet. Um, Beretta came out with one, but it's still a single stack. Um, <laughs> CZ came out with one, still a single stack. Who um, uh, Kimber came out with one, and though they've gotten good reviews, it looks like a Jamomatic, like every other Kimber is. Um, I'm still waiting to see whether or not whether or not Walder comes out with something new with the uh, the PDP line in something tiny and small of that nature. I'm curious to see if they do or if they don't. Other than that, you know, as I said, I I've got my my little 365. I am as happy as I can be with that sucker. Now, I was did have uh, the guy at the store laughing at me when I explained to him how I rage quit on the. Uh, red dot optic and ended up stripping <laughs> the screws, putting the plate back in. Um, I, th- he, he, I think he was basically rolling on the floor laughing at me. Um, but other than that, I am as happy as I can be with that sucker. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it is, it is a, a very, very option heavy market. You can get pretty much whatever you want. In whatever caliber you want, as far as firearms go, I'm not just talking. I'm not talking ammunition, but you get pretty much whatever you want in any kind of format, in any kind of size, from and make it reliable from almost anyone now. And it's got to be very difficult to to maintain a market share in that particular environment, even when sales are good, like now. You do have a lot of brand recognition still going on. People still buy a Glock because they think they want a Glock. I heard Glock is the best. 
Well, um, that depends. <laughs> a lot of the budget guys are coming uh, coming down the line and doing quite well because the technology is there. The only thing you're seeing differently from is triggers for the most part, whether I mean, or not could, the action yeah. is smooth or not. I mean, I guess that's true. Uh, at least, at least, uh, I mean, of course, some of them look different or whatever. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, all it is is trying. Everything is trying desperately to figure out how you reduce muzzle flip as much as humanly possible. Now, yeah, for the beginning go, shooter who doesn't know how to shoot anything. It, it, exactly. Now, it, and you've got everything from the ported barrel, which it just seems to, as much as I don't mind them and kind of like them, you know, even in a pistol, you do have a lot of blowback on that. No pun intended. Um, I know you'll enjoy the custom porting. <laughs> Um, but you you know you've even got people like Walder trying to see whether or not they can customize the grip a little bit more to you know have the way you if you grip it hard enough it's going to naturally push down on the front end Uh, and more power to them they might figure it out Oh no, no! Well, I I think they did. The only problem is is that what they did is if you grab the one that's the wrong size, it feels weird. I shot the big one. The, you're talking yeah. about the PDP, right? Yep. Yeah, I shot the big one. It was not a. It was a lot more snappy than I thought it would be. I uh, and I've had a couple people do it. And once again, having them in the store that you put them next to each other. Somebody grabs the one that's not quite the right size for their hand, and it's kind of like, oh no, 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 I don't like this. Here, try this one. Oh, wow, that's actually really cool. It's going to be a weird year or two here. As the as the companies recover and kind of settle back into it, and as the the market comes down off this incredible, unprecedented high that it's been on, what do you do? I'm curious to see what's going to happen next time they actually can have a shot show, which I would assume is going to be this coming year. Well, you'd um, figure, but you know, you'd figure. I mean, hell, I mean, if the if Exotica and the the adult industry is getting together, why can't the gun industry? Um, you make what, a fair no point. Comment on that one. Uh, you make a fair point. I, I thought I was gonna. I ran through several <laughs> options, and then I went, "No, he's got a good point." Um, but once they actually have the ability to go back, you know, that's that's the one time of the year that the gun companies can kind of come out and show their shit and. Get you know everybody really hyped up and excited about something new. So uh, maybe not this coming one, but next time that they've really had an opportunity to plan for one and know it was coming, yeah, I think they're going to come up with something pretty cool and interesting. Man, I hope so. It it should be really cool. I'm looking forward to it. The only problem is shotguns are normally the last to get those. It's normally pistols and rifles first, and then shotguns. Uh, yeah. Like, shotguns get it after everybody else has had it for several years. Yeah. Because, well, you know... Let's... Well, but, but we talked about it when it happened the last time that they actually had a shot show was the time that they, in the process of finally looking at shotguns, finally looked at the competitive shooters and went, what do you think? Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then the FX or the uh, uh, SX4 came out, and everyone went, "Holy crap!" You know. Well, and next thing you know, you've got uh, Lena and shit. I can't remember her grandfather's name, Mjolnir or whoever. Yeah, uh, for uh, Mossberg holding up the gun that the two of them basically designed. Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> alrighty." 
<laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, well, gee, where'd you come up with the idea for this one? Well, we told them what we thought would do better, and they did it. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's kind of how the uh, the SX4, they, they went to the Gould Brothers and went, make this better for competition shooting. And they went, okie dokie, and off it went. So I, I, I am very uh, anticipatory as far as what could happen to this industry in the next year. I just have the, the strangest feeling you're going to see a lot more targeted entries for the lower to mid-tier stuff and less advancement because I just don't think they have it right now. I don't think they have the research. I don't think they have the time. I don't think they have the inclination. Oh, and, and that's what I mean. I think they need another SHOT Show to plan for. They need to be able to go, okay, this is going to be exciting. We haven't done this in a while. We need something special. Yeah. What Until then, it's be? going to be kind of like, no, 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 this is the same thing we had last year. <laughs> the same thing next year. New grips this year. You guys are going to love it. You know. Uh, I just, I, I don't know what that could be, but I'm excited to see what it is. Uh, in the meantime, I am almost out of 12-gauge uh, ammunition right now. Uh, no. I blew a ton. Well, that's not true. I'm almost out of my overflow bag. Uh, I took my overflow bag. It had 12 boxes of shells in it. And I came back with two. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to have to buy a case of some stuff here. <sighs> I need to go to a gun show and just load up on ammunition. <laughs> with your coupon? With my coupon. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Uh, You got anything else, sir? I do not. Right on. We will see you guys next time. And thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for downloading. And uh, we always welcome you to listen to some of the other casts that uh, Jake and I do and other casts on the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. So check it out at Lone Wolf's Podcast. Yeah. Lone Wolf Podcasts.com. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.